Okay, I always like uh, beginning to share certainly the week with some of the more interesting comments and questions uh, from the world at large. Uh, this one was interesting. It's the first one I got that wasn't a lachic in nature, but I'm going to include it anyway because I always like historical accuracy during the shiurim. This one's mamish, you're going to say. It's a klenakite, but I like, I like accuracy. I kept quoting that uh, Ramesha said that the turkey is a davrashtus because it didn't save America because they had fish and they were going to teach them how to plant corn and turkey was one of the many and that's not what... And if they all wouldn't have survived, another ship would have come. That was Ramesha's point. So I kept talking about that Jamestown didn't make it, but Plymouth did. So somebody came to me, Matzah Shabbos, at Mashir in Passaic, and said, he looked it up, it wasn't Jamestown. Jamestown survived barely. It was Roanoke? Am I pronouncing it? Roanoke. 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 You see what I know about the Indians. I know the Pomona Indians. They're right here. Um, So Roanoke, okay, so he said Roanoke didn't survive. Jamestown did. I said that's not what I remembered, but... If he said he looked it up, okay. Just in case anybody's a Yetzirah Halatzehem to Geras, I guess from Jamestown. I wasn't trying to be Metzi Laws; they didn't know what they were doing. Uh, so uh, you never know. I'm gonna get an email from one of those guys also soon. So uh, so that was number one. I said you listen well. He said, yeah, I actually got the looking part also. Okay, uh, the. Yeah, they didn't survive for a different reason. Yeah, that was a different... Nothing to do with turkeys. That was a much bigger problem. That was a real cult. That was real Chukosan. Uh, that was a different part of history. We'll have a different share on that. Uh, how gullible people can be and it becomes Sakhans Nefashas Nebuch. Okay, that's uh, number one. Number two, uh, the tail end of the share we uh, stumbled onto, which I, I plan to get into anyway. Uh, you had asked, I think, about the Chilik, if there is one between July 4th and Thanksgiving... I gave a chilek, I can't swear it's a machalik, which is why, for the one time, I spent $3 for my children. We did it on July 6th or 7th, because I wasn't interested in getting to the shayla. I happen to think it's mutter. Uh, based on the far I said that that's not, we know it's, we hope it's not, we don't know about even though it's involved in fire, you never know. That makes it a little suspect, but we think the Americans are doing it as a sign of celebration. It seems to be an international symbol of celebration, and I don't know if our Meishu would call it a I, um, he doesn't have a chuva on it. I think I once uh, heard from Abdavid that it's mutter, and he apparently held that uh, it was a chilek. Uh, we mentioned as well, probably not the last time I'm going to mention it, but Mother's Day and Father's Day is a big one as well. People think it's either neutral to positive. And uh, the two possible big pukim is would Ramesha say, again, according to either Shittastasis, which we're going to miss a start this week, or Ramesha possibly reads it to the Ramal. Even if it makes some sense, if it does just to pick, he said turkey made sense. They eat turkey also, but it doesn't make sense to make a whole holiday around the turkey and make it one of the big minhagim. Every day is Mother's Day and Father's Day. It's not just a cliche in Yiddishkeit. If the goyim have something and, and they're, either they are doing kibbutz aveim, you don't need one day to highlight it. If they're not, doing one day is better than nothing for, for the umas For us, what makes it possibly goyish is that, that that is the antithesis of what our approach should be to keep it of aim. If we're highlighting one day, we might think we're potter the rest of the day. There's no greater chiv on any particular day than any other day. Uh, so that's one problem, is the concept of davish for, for yidin. It's not a davish for gayim, because again, either it's highlighting it or it's better than nothing. Shaila's for us. That's one possible pick. But the second one, somebody sent me a few marmakimas on it. I, I, it was, it's pretty frightening, because you look at some of these things and... I, I, I try to come out lakula on some of them that you had asked. Yaakov, you had asked a few earlier on where you found Makaris that every, almost everything we spoke to, spoken about was attached to some of what But unless it's pretty mukhruch, I don't think you have to answer it. Uh, this one's pretty frightening. 
they're both pretty contemporary in terms of the American uh, establishment of the holiday, 100, 100 and change, uh, if that long, maybe 100 years, roughly 100 years. The problem is, is that even they admit that Father's Day was widely kept as a Catholic holiday, and the date was March 19th, St. Joseph's Day, and it was kept very religiously, <coughs> full sense of the word. Uh, it was, so that's not, that's not a jump. It was a religious holiday, and I won't go through, because we have um, limited time for the Mamre uh, Kermis in Shulchan Arash, and I don't have to go through somebody else's theology, but it's very, very attached. Father's Day. Now you say, well, the reincarnation, bad word to use in the sugi maybe, uh, in America was not attached to religion, which it probably wasn't, but it's a little bit unclear because if they... If they resurrected, that's also a very bad word to use over here. Uh, it's like keeping myself the bigger trouble over here. But it, if it was known in Europe as a Catholic holiday, and then they, would, they did a Tris Amesim in America, and people latched onto it, you'll ask your average American, a secular, nothing to do with religion, uh, we can pick one day and we give a breakfast in bed for our parents. Okay, but the problem is, does everybody agree to that, and is it attached? So that's pretty frightening. I, again, my first reason is, is it a Dover Stutz for Yidden? Because we don't want to pick one day. We want to show it's the same day every day. Uh, you want to be mechabedem, so give them a gift on Yantif, Shalashagalim, even their birthday, which we're going to get into under a separate cover, uh, the anniversary, maybe. But to take the day they dafka picked, Amcheshesh Ramesha might have an issue with it, uh, and now this attachment to Catholicism in Europe might be an issue. Mother's Day didn't have the same attachment, although that the Bavarn, it's not related to the old Mother's Day, which was attached very much to the church. <laughs> like that spell. To a yes, so, so that's why I say, I don't think, you know, Kanaz is important once in a blue moon. Misplaced Kanaz can get you in big trouble. And as I said, my Dhamma to Thanksgiving. With all our Marmachemists, with all the Pikpukim of those who hold us, Vadeus or Mesha holds us, almost us, and my probably us, if you have problems with your parents, be Makel. There's no, I believe, there's enough to rely on. Ramesha himself says, if you're not Kaveh it, you're not really believing it, you're not doing it every year, so go and come late and leave early if you can get away with it. And if you want, if you're serving chicken, have some chicken, have a slice of turkey, if your mother will be insulted, hold the cranberries, hold the pumpkin pie. Don't, it doesn't have to be all the pitch of kids, so you tone it down. But do not start World War III over this. There's enough to rely on. You know, all my coolers are Bamakam Shalom Bayis, and uh, to an extent. Uh, one guy who comes with a different shayla for a different kula on every single sugi, and every time he always tells me it's shalom bias. <laughs> uh, I don't even know the guy that well. He called me. And I wanted to ask him. I haven't approached it yet. I wanted to know who he's married to. Because like, <laughs> everything he asked me, like nothing in Shulchan Aruch is not a shalom bias problem. So, which could be. Could be he became more from and his wife is uh, moving a little slower, which you know, can happen. But uh, you, know, you can't mount everything for shalom bias, but we have a lot of coolers for shalom bias. And shalom bias includes parents' uh, kosher game parents are going to be insulted. So the answer is yes. It, 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 this is not something that's not a world war over, and there are ways to, uh, to tone it down. But it, it just goes to show you that the fact that it, it was brought back in America and it seemed to be detached from the religion is not that convincing if everybody who was keeping it in the early America were Christians. So even though they were more of a secular Protestant version. So that's, um, I found that very enlightening, probably also not a great word either. Uh, but uh, I it it's just goes to show you that you got to be extra careful. There's certainly no mitzvah to keep it if they're not expecting it. And most Haimish homes, they 
don't expect it. Most of, uh, even the people sitting here, your parents maybe, your grandparents got off the boat in 46. Uh, they, um, they're probably not, well, it's, it's a long time since then, they're probably not expecting it. Uh, if they are, then Pashtas is the room to make and just have it in mind that uh, you should be keeping it the other 364 days also. But it, it, as, I, as I will keep reiterating in this uh, shear in this sugya, if you don't have to do it and there's any Shiloh, why get involved in a Shiloh and his Dorisim? I believe Maker Adin, it's Mutter, or else I wouldn't have any room to be Makal for Shalom Bayes. To make it Shalom Bayes, you have to have something to rely on. You can't just say a Kula. But that's the, uh, that's the Shiloh with the uh, Mother's Day and the Father's Day. I'm sure later on in the year we'll get back to that. Uh, the third and final uh, interesting comment was sent um, by Zcharia Holzer, one of our regular listeners. I don't know who it is. I hope I pronounced his name right. Holzer, Holzer. Um, he just pointed out, we were talking about Ramesh Shita and the bells. Well, Ravid said, he doesn't know what the Ramah means, you can't build a building that's been Bekabit's Robin. So remember, the Ravid's trying to figure out, why can't you build a big building? And like she says, it's a mitzvah to build a big building. And we have a mitzvah to build a big shul and a meeting place if they're meeting for good things. Why not? So Ramesh quotes the Ravid, the Ravid says, maybe it means the form of how you gather them. And Ramesh suggests, for instance, like using bells to gather people for service or for events. And I mentioned that answers an old kasha I had while we have a vekr, which is the slowest, clumsiest way to get people up and get people to shacharis. Like, why would they do that? Go room by room and knock on the door. Why don't you just ring something loud? The answer is that was dafka avoided because of this issue. So he just uh, mentions, interesting, Marmachan, the Rabbeinu Bechayah, Mishpatim, brings down, and so again, this is like the first Marmachan, but even better, but this is Rabbeinu Bechayah, you have a lot of things that are going on that the Goyim might have picked up or resurrected that they don't realize is because it has a history. And that's what makes this so frightening. And case in point is this bell. So you say, we don't use the bell because the church is using it to gather people. That's the way they do their afraid that we Dafka don't use it. That's what Mesha says. Ben Bechaya says, he talks about Ayvi which uh, Kishuf and things like that is a part of this sugya. Anything that's strange is already... Possible that it's rooted in Kishav Vodazar, and the, the Peskim keep mentioning both, even though the Ma'in and Machashev is a separate simon in Yerodea, but the two sugis are very closely intertwined. And he talks about Oiv. Oiv is a necromancy trying to uh, gather some information from the dead, bring up the, uh, the soul, and uh, talk to it to communicate. And anybody you know claiming to know how to do this today, um, just a rule of thumb, it's a this is the right to ask somebody to do it. There's even a shita that the, the Gaim have an Isser. It's not one of Zayim Isser, but they have an Isser. Tully in the two days, you know, Rashi brings down when Avram Avinu sent away the Bnei Katira. Um, he gave them, according to one shita, Shemus Kishuf. So some say that's like the other shita that's mutter for a guy to do Kishuf. And uh, others say, no, he gave it to them because the other guy were doing it, he gave it for self-defense, going out into the big bad world. And they needed to defend themselves. Somebody is about to turn your turn your your children or yourself into a frog. You got to know how to turn them into a toad beforehand, or something <laughs> drastic like that. And uh, and that's Pasha's self-defense. So this discussion over here. If somebody offers you today, besides the fact that it's also to participate, it's a waste of five dollars. And if they're charging five dollars, they probably don't know what they're doing. This is a general rule. The same with the palm reading and all that. Uh, but even as a joke, it's usher to try to participate in a seance. So he says, the way they practice Oiv, and they knew what they were doing then, they used to go into the kever, open up the casket, 
the lady would stand by the head, Ish, and the man would stand by the feet. Venar, Bamsa, they'd send a kid to the middle. Vahakiskus biyado, and they would send him with a bell. Metzaltzalamakaz, then he would ring the bell in the middle to wake up the dead. This is a description of how um, time of the Bishayim, they probably medieval times, they were doing this stuff all the time. And Ben Bachaya adds, he nezer hurgo ben umas baisam asmana moed moed. This is very common practice. Mi menu netak v'malchus Edom, who didn't live, Ben Bachaya didn't live among the in Christian Europe. They borrowed it. Actually, he says Shonashui, and this must be the footnote. Ben Bachaya was uh, was a Sfardi. So this must have been the the, uh, the editor. Shana Shri Banam Sheshlam Klikiskus Shahem Makaskiskin Bimig Dolim. And this is where they got what? There were two Rabbi Bahais, right? There were two? There was only one. There's one from the Parish on the Tarim. Yeah, this is the this the Parish on the Tarim. I think it's a Sfardi, so wasn't wasn't that a different one than the Mahabh who wrote the the inside of Tahoe? No. It's the same one. Pretty sure. What? Not the same? Was it, one was Ashkenazi? Well, this one's the one of Chumash anyway. This one's the one of Chumash, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, help. But uh, I see it's in the brackets, so it'll probably put in by somebody later. He said the Goyim in Malchaz Adam, that's Europe, was using this bell, and this is probably where they got it from. So here we have another example where maybe, yeah, maybe not, but. The bells, the big bells on the church. Yeah, the towers, that's what he's talking about. So just interesting that, again, whether they knew that or not, that's similar to the Father's Day issue. If it was brought back and they just, uh, so that makes, if we don't know where it's from, that's why it's an Isdereisa, Mitam Vadoz, because of this suffix, it turns into Vada Iser. But it's, it's frightening because you see that the many, and, and a lot of the Achranim uh, write such Makaris about various Menhagim. Just Betim in Chamayev today, uh, we were talking about walking under a ladder. Uh, not important how we got onto it, it's supposed to be on Chomish Pazveira, but everything leads to Chukasem, I guess. So um, I think it was Ben sitting in the front, and he said, uh, he, Dafka goes out his way to walk on the ladders. So I said, why do you do that? S- walking under a Kaisa Ru'ua is also because it's dangerous. If it's a faulty wall or a bad ladder, you don't want to walk under there because the guy might have painting it. Just, it's a sechotika reason not to walk on the ladders. He said, no, no, he, Dafka walks on the ladders because he found out that the reason why it's a superstition not to walk under a ladder, even a ladder that's not being used and it's very stark and it's a good metal, is because the ladder represents a trinity and they don't want to break it. That's, again, that's scary. That's, I, I checked it out the words, and he's right. Uh, who would be, I mean, that's scary stuff. I guess, I, it couldn't have been I, I said you should walk on the ladder as if it's dangerous but that you don't need a but the fact that there is everybody knows Jew and, 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 and non-Jew alike that yeah the superstition you don't walk on the ladder so that's why it's a superstition that's where these things come from so just, uh, that's why this is a uh, dangerous so, yeah. so uh, yeah is a Jewish philosopher where do you live Okay, that's one. And the, uh, the other one lived in? They're both Friday. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Okay. So, yes. Why would you allowed to change anything on December 25th of January? Why are you allowed to pay It happens to be an interesting point. There are, I know there are those who are makbid, uh, not to dive in late. 
on these chagas. Get up late. It's not that in the davening and getting up late, davening late, uh, late this, yeah. So I, I know that because over time, a few people in the shul here in the, the, the Flappage asked me, they said, you know, Shadavka, daven late, celebrate the holiday. So I'm always the maidel. <laughs> so I said, I don't think it's us or people are late because they have a day off. Mestama, the night before, they're up learning, especially Nittal. They're probably learning. Sam Sefer says the whole thing is to learn Leil Nittal because they stayed up all night learning. After they, died, they went to sleep early and got up at Chatzais to learn the whole night. So it shouldn't be a Kitrik and Shemayim that the Goyim are getting up and going to Mass, midnight Mass, and we should be asleep. That's where the meaning uh, you say that's a literature form of mittel. <laughs> where I come from, they don't learn at all. I can't tell you that's what Sam Sefer said. Sam Sefer wasn't a literature chassid. That's what he said. So, um, so there are other makaris also. Well, uh, if you remind me in a month, we'll uh, talk about it. But Lamaisa, uh, there was a uh, there's a reason why somebody might be getting up late. I hope it's because he learned late the night before because he knows he has off the next day. So it's hard to answer. I mean, like, that's what you're asking. It says, is it right that we're celebrating? No, we're not celebrating. It's the day off. We do that. We do that on Sunday. You say Sunday is also a religious holiday. Okay. We do it on Thanksgiving. Okay. That's at least somewhat part um, We just mentioned your names. You just walked in. Yes. Okay. So it's good. Yeah. We mentioned, uh, it was mentioned the time. We don't talk Lush and here. Okay. Those are the three um, different um, sugiyas. Let's go back. We only, uh, we have five minutes now, but we'll start it. The copy in front of you, yes, maybe we'll start it. Is there a problem with Thanksgiving? Uh, you weren't here for the last uh, two weeks. You got two full weeks. <laughs> okay? So uh, always catch up before you can always invite it, but catch up. Uh, you, got, you got about six or seven here. We'll get, uh, but listen to it before Thursday, please. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, as I kept warning over the past uh, week and a half, as we were talking about Thanksgiving, Ramesha is alluding to Shittas Teisvis. He doesn't mention it because he holds the Ramah agrees, which I thought was fascinating. Ramesh himself says maybe the Ramah is not saying that, but Shittas Teisvis certainly alludes to the fact that there are Tzvedin in, in Chukasayim. One is a Chashash might be rooted in Avodah and Kishuf, if we don't know what it is, or if we know for sure it's rooted in Avodah and Kishuf, or Kishuf, then it's also Chukasayim, and of course, if we know for sure, it's also Avodah and Kishuf, besides, uh, besides Chukasayim. And the Ramah, according to Marik, says that's it. If we have a decent reason for it, even though it's not a, it's not a home run, it's not a, it's not Kavaldic, it's not like the first thing you would have thought of, but it makes some sense, then okay. Uh, Shittas Teisvis argues, and he says that Tzvei Dinim, the two different halachas about Chukasem, and this is crucial. Uh, it's interesting, a month into this, we're doing this Marmakam, but I didn't want to confuse you, and we, I think we have the Ramah almost down pat. The Shita's taste over here is based on Akasha, which remind me in a week we have to go back and try to see how the Ma'arik is going to learn this. Uh, without further ado, let's just start the mission on the Gemara, and you'll see the Kasha is going to be a steer between two Gemaras. And we're going to start the mission now. One Gemara is in Sanhedrin, and the other Gemara in Nunbez Manav. The other Gemara will be in Avodazar. If um, you are listening, we apologize. The Ma'arikemis have not been on for a while. We will be getting them on, so uh, take a look for them. We'll send out another email. Mitzvahs and Erogin. Everybody see the front page? If you don't have one, please get a copy. Mitzvahs and Erogin. Hayumatizin es Roishoi Bisayev Kedera Shamalchus Oisev. This Mishnah is, uh, if everybody uh, ate already, is going to be a little graphic. Not a timely Mishnah. But uh, for those of you who don't fully comprehend Mises based in, for the Americans here, which is all of us, 
and you read about Mizbez, you know, it's not Hedrin. The, the Gemara, the Mishnah, the Gemara give a very vivid description of how the Mizbez then worked. For obvious reasons, there are halachas, there are details, you know, what is it wrong? It wasn't very common, once every seven years, once every 70 years. It sounds very tough. So the reason why I mention that is when you learn about Misa, Skiv, Shreve, Herichenik, okay, we don't really stop and think about it too much. You know, the guys, when you, when you read about the Mishnah, it sounds very graphic. And uh, the reason is, and I, I know I'm preaching to the converted, is because if somebody, Rahmallah, does something that is, has a Chiyah Misa with it, and he was a Russian enough to know about it, be Makabal Asra, say, I heard you, I'm an Asakan on the Asa, I don't care, bring me the base. And the guy's a real Russian Musha and somewhat crazy, not crazy enough to be off the hook then this is what it needs for a kapara. So it shouldn't uh, move us in the wrong way that, oh, this sounds so harsh. It's that it's Mitzvah Rachamim that the man never needs such a kapara. Just understand the Hashkaf Shabbat. With that, what is the Mitzvah of Nehrogen? I'll also remind you, this is number three out of four in terms of severity. We paskin. Skid is number one, Sreifa, Herig, and Chenek. None of them are fun. Uh, the question is, in, in terms of the slight difference between the severity of them, mitzvahs and aragon imatizen as roisha besayif keder shamalchus oisa. They would take a sword and they would lop off his head, like the government did. Referring to the Romans here, that's how the Romans killed people. The guy would be standing up. They take a sword. They took a sword that was very sharp, and they took a guy who was strong enough and knew what he was doing, and uh, his head went off. And there was no uh, long uh, torture, pain, and suffering. The head was. Off. Now, I don't know if you ever wielded a sword before. I didn't. I can imagine that you'd have to be very strong to lift such a powerful and sharp sword and be able to knock the head off. Now, you're going to ask me, am I sure the head came completely off? No, I'm not sure. But it cut through the cun on the veshed. It, it killed him on the spot. So it was a incision he didn't miss. If he did, he was fired the next day. And he, um, and he was severing the head. So that was supposed to be, the Gemara is going to say later, this is a kiyam of ahafta lecha kamaycha, bro lo nisa yafa. Then when you have to kill somebody, you kill them in the least painless way, even though we're doing it for kapara. Ta'ilanu for the kapara. This is what the Torah says you got to do. You don't do more. You don't torture people. This, this is the misa, this is the misa. So how do you do it? You do it, sounds like from the front, he's standing up. Obviously, when the head is either half off or completely off, he's no longer standing. Now he's on the ground, and then you quickly bury him. We learn all the dinam of burial, besides from the beginning of this week's Parshish Chayasara. How important it is, uh, we learn the dinam Daraisa after Mount Terror, from the Chiyav of Kavit Merna by Mises Bestin. You've got to bury the guy quickly. Eyes of Russian Musha, the answer is yeah. The burial is part of the Kapar. You've got to bury him, and you have uh, the body is this Achil, that's part of the Kapar, and, you get, and you, there's a Shaila Kavit Ames. Eyes of Russia, not a Russian anymore. You just killed him. The tshuva, we asked him to do vidui beforehand. If he has any brains at that point, to do vidui. If he's still a kaifer baker, he's not going to do vidui, which is sad because he's getting killed anyway. He might as well have a kapara after he does tshuva. Otherwise, a kapara is a little bit uh, difficult in coming. And then we give him some strong wine, which we spoke about, and uh, we wish everybody else lochaim, as we spoke about. And then we uh, kill him and hope he gets a kapara. That's shita of the rabbana. Rabbi Yidaimer. I'm going to read this very carefully. Rabbi Yidaimer, nivul huloi. He says, oh, that's horrible. He's not saying don't do it. He says, I have a better way. But the half of me that Rashi explains over here is that you can do that to him standing up. He's just going to drop to the ground. So that's like, uh, that's, that's not Bukovitic. I have a better way. Put his head in a chopping block. And take a hatchet. Sounds like from the back. Sounds like his head is down. It's, um, in, after the French Revolution, they had the reign of terror. 
and they had so many noble men and women to kill, they had a lineup and it was taking too long. So some genius invented the guillotine. It was a lot quicker. Before that, they were hanging people one by one. And you got to put them up, and you got to hang it, you got to take them down, and it takes a while to die. Not very efficient. Uh, so a guy came up with a guillotine. Guillotine was a weighted blade, and they just had a thing like this, and he put his head down. There was a basket there. I'm being graphic for a reason, because Rabbi just said, don't do this standing up. That's a nibble. This is what he suggests instead, which the Gemara is going to ask right away. That sounds a lot worse than the first suggestion. So obviously, Rabbi can't be arguing on a Matisse over here which one's worse, so the Gemara is going to get to that. But right now, his suggestion is have him lie down. I can't, it sounds like, I can't prove his head is that way. Like the guillotine, could be his, his head is up, because why would you want to break through bone if you can just cut through the uh, side? But the, the, the kufitz is interesting. Not using a sword. He's definitely using um, um, the hatchet or something like that, because he doesn't want to use a sword. So the direction of the head is not really that important. Uh, and I can't swear it's down or up. On the lies, the Chacham say back to Rabbi Yehuda, "Ain misa menuvelos mezu." That's a hundred times worse. Why would you want to do that? And Rabbi Yehuda's mask him to that, and we'll just see the first line of the Gemara: "Tanya amalam Rabbi Yehuda Chachamim afani yadeya shemisa menuvelos he." I agree, hundred percent. I know that's worse. I have a different issue, a halachic issue, and we'll find out tomorrow night what it is.